Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast sponsored by Agent Truth, where Jeff Seabach and myself, Phil Sexton, we come together to talk to agents around the country. I think we're on season six now, Jeff. Yes, and but more specifically this season, it's about where agents go to grow. Yes, and so we are scouring the country for agents that have grown, are growing, and they have different niches of how they're doing it so that we can come and bring it to all of our audience and help our audience grow as well, right? Exactly. And so today from, I'm pretty sure she's residing, I know she's residing in St. Louis currently. Missouri. Missouri. Yep. She is the, she's been named the number one realtor on social media in St. Louis. I think also the number one realtor on social media in Missouri, if I'm not mistaken, and or close to that, right? right? Come on, I'm a, I'm a puffer, I'm a puffer. It's okay. But anyway, let, help me welcome Christina Swires to the call. Hi, thank you for having me. So excited to be here. And yes, at one point I did make the top number one in the state, but definitely here in St. Louis. I always am on those lists the last four or five years. It's obvious. I mean, when we started to, um, when, when we were checking you out, I think they used to, it used to be creepy that you said you would stalk people, but now it's just like, Hey, let's figure out who you are and what you do as far as your business. Your Instagram profile is fantastic. Thank you. Been, been a, been a long work in the making, you know, to make it what it is today. It wasn't always like that. Did you have a background in social media? Did you take classes? Did you, uh, monitor a senior agent? Like how did you develop your, you know, because having over 10,000 followers to me is like when you make the board, right? Like <laughs> I'm only in the 6,000 and I am like, ah, right? Like to get 13,000, you've done doing a lot of things, right? So please share with us. So a lot of trial and error, self-taught completely. And it all started, um, I've been licensed, you know, for eight years. And my first eight months at my brokerage um, was really rough. I only sold three houses. And my broker just wanted me to, you know, uh, work phone duty. They really just told me, try to work open houses, you know, cold calling all the, the, the normal things that we do in this, this business, but they never like mentioned me like starting anything on social media. And that's really what I wanted to do. I had seen other agents like posting in their business page. So I actually went home and I created a Facebook business page and I got my next three clients from my business page. And I was like, oh, this really does work. So I started spending a lot of time posting and figuring out like how to maneuver social media. And I would just scour Google, um, Facebook and Instagram at the time, which had been my, my GM mostly. Um, and just kind of figuring out like what other people in the industry are doing to gain followers, to be successful, to get clients. And I kind of just mimic that. So I love it. That's I, it, makes, you know, it makes it easy that way. I, um, I really wanted the answer to be, I just pay this one service $50 a month and it rains money, but it was I haven't seen, I haven't like tried those things. Like I bought like where everybody was like, Oh, you need this auto posting service. And then everybody's like, no, you need to stop doing that because people are smart. They figure out after it's like a bot. You know, when you go to a message, they know it's a bot. They want to talk to a real human. They want to know it's really your content, not someone else just posting stuff for you. So I was like, oh, pump the brakes on that. We have to stop that. I'm the one that needs to be doing the work essentially here. So, And your social media is like a bit right now. Currently, you're selling what, 30, 45 houses a year, right? How much of that? 
on average, how much of that business can you do attribute to social media? I would say at least 50% of my clients last year, it was like 50, 50, 50% were social media, 50% were referrals. Wow. Nice. I don't buy leads. I don't pay for leads. I never have done that. Okay. So So, it's all generated that way. It looks like you might pay for a photographer every once in a while. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I do spend, um, I have four branding photographers at any given time that I rotate for content throughout the year. So I do a quarterly and I, I rotate those out because their styles are different. Their creativity is different. The places that I do photograph with them are different. So it gives me a wide variety of content. Um, I just left to shoot with my um, team yesterday, actually, in the city. We did it in a house. So it's always a different place that we're doing it in. But that way I have a, a, a whole content, like a drive of folders of content to pull from. So yes, a lot of that is professional, but a lot of that is also, you know, the good old iPhone, like it's easy. And my husband probably just is annoyed over the years by me going, take the picture again. That doesn't look right. So he's kind of really good at this. (laughs) You can tell that she's doing it though, because of her, I mean, the effort, like to me, because sometimes when I talk to agents, I get the feeling that they're just not given the full commitment at whatever they're doing, but the fact that you're setting up a shoot at a house and you're rotating, like to me, you're investing a lot of time and that's why you're getting the results. And that's the kind of things that we want to be getting out to the people here. It's, I mean, I love it that you're. I think that it goes like whenever we talk to agents that have different aspects. And actually one of the things that I saw on your social media that I want to get to is um, how you are navigating transactions on the blockchain right now, but let's get to that in a second. First, continue on social media. I see most agents that find success with a certain style of marketing are the ones that dive in themselves and they decide I'm going to commit. I'm not waiting for somebody to come. I'm not going to go ask 80, 85 people how to do it. Let me, let me use the web. Let me research it and let me try it and trial and error my way to success. And I love that. That's what your answer is. And it's, you know, because you probably have agents that come to you and say, Hey, Christina, what's the magic formula? What can you share your, your content calendar with me so that it makes, so that it rains money on me as well. I mean, what do you say to them? Well, I mean, yeah, I've been asked so many times to create a course and I actually did start to create a course and then didn't get through it because there's just so much that I've learned trial and error over the years, but I would just be willing to like do things that agents won't do. They'll do a listing. For instance, they'll do like a listing video. They won't get their body in the video though. They won't talk on camera. And so that's been the biggest change for me is getting in front of the camera So I took that a step further into my community. I started interviewing small businesses in my community, local community members. And I started putting that on my business page even, and it had nothing to do with real estate, but it was more of a community thing because I heard Gary Vee talk about digital mayorship. And that's part of becoming a digital mayor is creating content and then putting it out for not only your audience to see, but the masses audience to see, like the community's audience to see. And that will drive traffic. And that's the name of the game. The more eyes that you can get on your content, the more traffic that you can get driven to where you are, the more business that you will drum up from that. And it so is let me ask you a question. If were you an active or avid user of Facebook or Instagram prior to pursuing it as a business? Like meaning, are you working the chats? Are you, are you working the messages? Are you, I mean, how, how, how involved in I that? Mean, or are you more of a content producer? 
I was not a content producer at all. Um, I mean, I would post like about my kids and my family, random stuff, right? And that, but not really. Well, three cute boys helps out with social yes. media, does it not? Bill tries to do it with his three kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they cooperate, somebody's always not looking at the camera. It's kind of a running joke around here because no one cooperates. But, <laughs> um, but that's part of like the messy, authentic part of being who you are and showing that not everything is perfect because perfect is not relatable. So people can really sense inauthenticity. And so I really strive to just be who I am and speak to those people. I'm not speaking to everyone. You really have to figure that out. It's, it's like your client avatar, right? Like you need to know who they are, what they drive, what they do on the weekends, where they're shopping, where they're eating, what they're drinking, you know, what their, their steak, like whatever that is, is like a nice wine, like figure out your client and like speak to those people and be okay with being yourself. Because then when you find those clients, it's not going to be a struggle. It's not going to be a challenge. It's already going to feel like, you know, one another, the no like, and trust factor is there. It makes things so much easier on you and your client to get through the transactions that you're, that you're going. Amazing. You know? that, that's just, that's, Love that it. is just great. <laughs> so do you find one of the things that I like the other, the other part of your diversification that I like just in what the topics that we want to cover today is yeah. you're, you're at eXp Realty, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so EXP, which allows you to have kind of multiple streams of income, if you will, where you have your transaction revenue that you earn, and you also have this rev share from bringing on other agents at the brokerage, and then the equity ownership piece that, that you have as well. So with your social media presence, do you find that it helps with all three of those? Or are you trying to only be buyer and seller driven? Or how do you manage that? No, it just literally started happening inadvertently. Like I did, I started talking about my experience at eXp. I've been with eXp almost five years now. I'll have my five-year anniversary in September. And I just started talking about how different of an experience it was compared to my time, my short time at a franchise. And then I was at an independent um, for almost two years before. So um, it was just a very different experience. And I was one of the first agents in my market here. And I just was very vocal about it. Um, not a lot of people knew about a cloud office. So I started talking about it on my social media. I would go live and talk about my experience. That attracted agents to me. I don't ever cold message agents. I never have. They all have been attracted to me. They all reach out to me. Um, and so it's just because I, I'm just sharing an experience. I'm sharing a story. I'm painting a picture and people get curious about that. They're like, well, if this is working for her and it's been working for her for five years, why wouldn't I take a look at this? Right. So it's just having those good conversations with agents and getting them to understand that things could be better, could be, you know, grass might be greener over here, but, um, it's all about the connection, the network that you have with that other agent. And just, if you're, if your intentions are good, we have a really good product, right. To sell, so to speak. And so it's easy for me because I'm not conveying it as a, you know, you have to join me. It's, this is what's working for me. This could totally work for you. We get together, you know, we're, we're a good match. Sure. You know, and that's how I've built my business, you know, at least on the agent side. Awesome. One of the things that I want to let our listener remind our listeners of is that whenever we do these interviews, right, and we post at our podcast, we then follow it up with a live Q&A on Monday 
on the 20th of June at one o'clock Pacific time. We're going to have a live Q&A, the link to join if you guys want to participate in that live Q&A and ask Christina your questions on social media or on um, EXP or even on this next topic, which I want to get to, and that is blockchain transactions. Then click on the link in the comments or in the show notes and you can register and, and join us so that you too can chat with Christina. But so we're looking at your Instagram and I see that you're just like blockchain this and block like <laughs> cryptocurrency le legit the... blockchain transactions, not like cash out your crypto and then use your cash. Like, well, uh, come on, talk but, to yeah, us. Yeah, where did we, how did we get there? So, okay, so this is a funny story. So because, and what this is one of the things I love about our company, about EXP, is that the network is so vast. The type of real estate agent that's over here to me is an uh, open-minded entrepreneur type, um, technology-driven realtor, realtor, did I say realtor? Because there's an additive vowel, like in there. I'm guilty. I, 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 oh my I'm, God. Even though I knew it was realtor always, I still, Pennsylvania. I still do it. Accent, realtor. I like realtors. That's <laughs> bloopers. That's your bloopers for the podcast. Um, so I just, um, yeah, I, I just love the connections. And so this came a couple months ago, my husband and I were on vacation with our kids spring break. We got a call from another EXP agent. Uh, my husband has been studying blockchain and cryptocurrency for eight years now, um, self-taught. He was in corporate IT for 15 years before this. He runs a digital marketing company, very much NIT nerd and understands the space. And so we got a call that this is coming to market like more so than just cryptocurrency transactions as we see all over social media. But right now, what we're working on is Fannie and Freddie, you know, approving these transactions to go through title, white paper, and not have to do these heavy exchange fees. So my husband actually ended up becoming the CTO of Consortia, which is the only real estate blockchain. It's a private blockchain company that will house North American real estate transactions. Um, and he's helping them wow. build out the wow. whole data for this uh, pioneering. And actually tomorrow on the 15th, I know this will air later, but it's opens their educational certification opens. The pre-launch is open now. Anybody can go and join that link to get educated and certified in blockchain and cryptocurrency. Uh, it's eight hours of education. And this is for anybody in mortgage title and real estate, uh, an appraiser. It could be anybody in the space that needs to get, everyone will eventually have to get educated. So Teresa Grobecker is the CEO of Consortia. She was the one that founded the company. Um, she's the one that is, she's on the PAG group at NAR. She's an advisor to them. And um, she owns the patent to the technology for this. So she's uh, an amazing woman, very, very smart, very well connected in our industry. And so she uh, wanted to do this because she really cares about home ownership for Americans. Like she, she cares about the industry, everything being ethical. When things are put on a blockchain, there's a node. And it's like, think of web 3.0. We think of the internet, right? We have email, but when we were kids, the internet wasn't a thing. We had to go through this whole space of, oh, now I get online. Now I type an email. Like that wasn't normal until we, till, until it was right. So web 3.0 coming is blockchain and that will replace this. And so we're talking like closings happening in two weeks versus 30 to 60 days. Um, you know, you have like a Carfax report for your listings, like everything you want to know about a property being on there, liens, title work, anytime a roof was replaced. Think of the transparency this is going to create. It's going to like speed things up. You know, um, 
properties being underwritten before the escrow check is even, you know, put in like the earnest money is done. Crazy things are going to be happening from this. And so Fannie and Freddie approved in March, uh, the desktop appraisal portion of this to go through. There's a company called remote Val that Teresa has uh, worked with, with consortia. I put my last three listings on the blockchain with them to have a desktop approval, uh, excuse me, a desktop yeah, appraisal. Fun. I've, n- I, I've never heard anyone say that before. I'm happy to clap. I was one of the first agents in the put country. put three listings on the blockchain already? Yeah, yeah, already. I did it the last two weeks. So um, through consortia, through her blockchain. Um, and so How can people are- see those listings? So you can't, it's a UPI code gets like a postal code gets assigned to those and they're through consortia's website, but you can't go physically look since it's a private blockchain. And as you and I both know in title and lending, there's a lot of proprietary information. So somebody won't just be able to go look at somebody's social security number or like their information. A lot of it will be hidden, but um, there's so much to be said about this industry and about where we're going. You know, Teresa is a very smart woman and she predicts that in the next three to five years uh 50% of the real estate market will be bought and sold with digital currency and in the next 10 years almost all of it so this is something real estate agents are going to need to know to keep their job essentially and so why would you not educate yourself on no I, I'm I think it's very obvious that <laughs> blockchain blockchain is going to be a part of our future I mean clearly it's yeah. early and when it happens it's going to happen fast like the internet whenever it does kick in, because as soon as everybody was like, wait a minute, this internet is pretty cool. Right. Like when we got past the, I got to go into online to talk to somebody like, just like that that just doesn't seem like it can happen. And um, we're very technology forward. And I agree with you. I think that blockchain has definitely got a large part of it. There's a lot of good things about it, you know, cryptocurrency and all that. A lot of, there's a lot of chatter out there about why it's not so great. And you can, you can do some research on this, but just know that, the whole goal of it is to become transparent and make things better for everyone. You know, cash deals will be just as good as conventional and loans. I, about that. I feel that's big, I feel that's their biggest challenge, though, is because it's almost like I mean, we're very consumer first, and I'm like, yeah. why isn't our industry more transparent already? Right. right? Like it's it like it seems like we're lagging a little bit in our transparency, but it it has to probably do with the governance above us. That's choosing to keep it the way it is not moving it forward. Cause maybe they're like, uh, like Elon Musk, the gerontocracy, right? Like our, our management is, is not able to see what the future is because they're ready to nod off. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you're saying. And and they will eventually adapt and they already are trying. That's why Teresa was like really pushing this education to get out to to the public, you know, for us to take, I'm going through the beta test right now. It's really good. And so um, I think once agents figure this out and understand this is like a normal way, like you said, the internet and email, when that first was a thing, we didn't really know. And now it's our only way of life. It's the only way we know to do things. It will eventually be like that. Like our kids will understand like what we went through. Um, it's, I think it's just going to be better for yeah, everyone. So can we I use that to promote, like come learn how to list your listings on a blockchain from someone that's actually doing it? I mean, right. I mean, and there's a lot of companies out there saying they're certified, but I will say Consortia is the only company that is following SOC 2 protocols. She's complying with RISO, which is a real estate standards organization. Um, she's again, a, a partnering with NAR. She owns a brokerage in San Francisco standalone that's um, agnostic, you know, and uh, she's uh, also been uh, 
investment banker, like the, all the protocols that are being the keep you out of the, the orange jumpsuit. Is there, have you heard of, have you heard of, um, and I don't mean to, to bring up a competitor, but I don't even know if they are a competitor, but I've heard of a company called Proppy. Mm-hmm. That, is so in that, the is, that would be a competitor space? for sure. But like I said, you really want to make sure you're researching, pulling someone's white paper. Um, the biggest thing about Teresa's blockchain on consortia is that it's a private blockchain. That, not, I wrote that taking down. Properties into NFTs and, and burning them um, as photos on OpenSea. You have to really make sure that you understand and you're reading the education because um, there are a lot of, I shouldn't say scams out there. Make sure what you're buying is what you think it is. Put it that way. So yeah. obviously you never want to like know what so, another company, just do your research and your history on these companies. She, her company is the only one doing this on a private chain. I don't even uh, want to talk about the other guys. I actually have more questions about, about this one. And yeah. that is, it kind of feels like the way that you were describing it being a private blockchain. My mm-hmm. guess is that there's going to be many private blockchains. And so does that mean that there's going to be a land grab where she obviously wants to have all 1.8 million homes that are in Phoenix on her private blockchain, but somebody else is trying to get them one at a time. Like, so now what I think will happen is like, she'll house all of North America's, but really I think she'll be the largest in the world. I think this will go global. Um, just because of the way that she's doing it, the protocol she's following, the connection she has um, in the industry and the knowledge she has on blockchain, she is like a unicorn <laughs> in the industry. Nice. Uh, so, so it's not a land grab? Like, is she trying to well, actually get as many properties on it as possible? No, I think the goal is yes, but only for to comply with industry standards to make sure everything's being done ethical. Yeah. Right with integrity, she's really big on that. So um, if we just have a free for all, you know, that's why the governments have to get involved because you know, crazy things could happen. Well, so these are still like all things that are, are are like they're figuring out because this is so new. Yeah. Uh, but right now, about fifteen percent of properties with a conventional loan of ninety percent LTV or better can go desktop appra- appraisal approved. By the end of the year, they predict that's closer to fifty percent, and HUD which are, you know, VA, FHA loans, they'll probably be about eight to 12 months behind them. So even though we don't think that this can even happen, that a VA loan could close in less than 45 days. Yeah, uh, I feel like Christina is more passionate about blockchain than she is social media. Nah. I Look mean, at that. You do it. I love she it. Did, she did not say, she said she got 50% of her business from social media and 50% from referrals. It's just that the blockchain is so interesting because we very seldomly know someone that, that a lot of people talk about it. They're not actually participants because yeah. the way that you are. You, yeah. Congratulations to you. Yeah. I was more of, is the private better because she's in it? Because when we are looking up your Zillow listings, it didn't have prices on the Zillow listings. Is it partly because in the show me state, it has to be disclosed, private? Non-disclosure? Non, yeah, non-disclosure. Is that part of it? Or? Uh, I don't know why I don't feed the beast. I said, so to say, like I literally put all my reviews and everything on Google, my business, because you can treat Google, my business, like social media, and you can post on there and they will pull your Google profile closer. I get so many people saying, Oh, I Googled you. I found you on Google from my business page. It's connected to Google maps. That's where you want to be. I don't feed Zillow. I don't put uh, real uh, realtor.com. I do none of that. The only reviews go on my Google profile. And then you can go to my social media because that's where people are going. They will literally use a geo tag on Instagram to find their next real estate agent. They'll be like, who's the best agent? Let me see their social media. If it's good, I'm going to hire them to sell my house because I know 
that it's a traffic game. As many eyes as we can get on a property, we're going to sell it. We're going to get more bodies through it. We're going to get more offers. That is the game in today's market. Well, come on, have some passion, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we get you to get I out of your chair? I mean, like, show us that you care about this stuff. Well, dude. I just think that agents <laughs> over, they overcomplicate stuff, right? Like, it's not, it's not, it's just consistency. Like, Figure out a way. Can we say that one more time? Like, can we rewind it? Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You Just, said agents overcom. What were? What was your word? They overcomplicate things, and they're not consistent with the things they do. Do do something like one or two times, and they're like, "Oh, it doesn't work." You know, it, you have to be consistent and do things multiple times for it. Where it took me years to, to build my business to do this, you know, but it was just like a, a belief that this was going to work because this was fun for me. If it's not fun, you're not going to do it. If it feels forced, you're not going to do it. So okay. figure out what that you is what, and do it. You know, I can't get out of here without finding about the other half of her business, the referral piece of it. Like I'm dying to yeah. hear a little bit about that. Like you were mentioning in the green room, right? That you have. 85 partners. Can you just kind of talk a little bit about both of those or? Yeah. I mean, I have agents in 10 States and I, I just brought an agent in Mexico and I just really gradually connected with agents because, you know, um, I have increased my sales. I'm an icon agent at EXP. You probably know what that is. And you're an icon agent yourself. So you're a higher producing agent. And so I found when I started selling more properties, um, and, and increasing my sales price, like I started getting more agents wanting to know like what I was doing. And so this is a big part of that. And then they would call me and say, Hey, can we go to lunch? Can we go to coffee? I'd like to pick your brain. You know, I, I want to find out like what you're doing. And so that would attract agents to want to come work with me on my team. And then that would attract agents in other States. So, you know, I have agents in Texas and Connecticut and California, like everywhere because they find me on social media and they're like, you know what? I knew I wanted to work with you after scrolling your page and just figuring out like who you were as a person. I'd like to sign up and just work with you. Um, I don't even need somebody local. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Well, and you really put yourself out there though. You don't, you're yeah. unafraid to commit yourself on social media to um, who you are, who you are. That's yeah, awesome. It's beautiful. Absolutely. And I, I think we need more of that. I think we need more of that. You know, again, I'm not for everybody. I have some strong viewpoints about things and I held back for a lot of that on my social profile for a really long time, but <laughs> I felt like that was inauthentic. And, you know, I, I don't know if I'd want to work with people that didn't see the same on, on certain topics anyway. So I just started becoming more vocal about it. And actually now people will message me privately and they're like, I already knew I wanted to hire you. Um, obviously, you're great at your job, but I, I feel like you're so vocal about a topic I'm passionate about. We would get along anyway. I'd like to hire you, which is crazy. But, but true. That's how, how it works. No, yeah. I, I, to me, I've been in sales a long time, and that's not crazy. People like to work with people that they can connect with and people they feel yeah. comfortable with. And obviously, because you put yourself out there, it's easy to be like, you know, it's easy to relate to you because you can easily see the things that you're putting out there to see that they're, you know, you have in common. So great job. So do you only sell awesome looking houses or do you only post the awesome ones on social? (laughs) No, I post all of them. Most of them will show up in my stories. So not just as posts. Yeah. your before and afters, like I thought, I think one of the more recent ones that you had, I thought that was such a great video, just I don't know. Do you, do you help them? Like as part of your business, it seems like you have so many remodeled homes that you sell. Well, I, um, I have a niche of clients, you know, like a lot of my clients will buy a property from me for their personal residence and then they will buy a flip 
or a rental or an investment property. And so I get to see a lot of those before and after. So that's just a niche client of mine, like type of client. And so I love that I'm able to stay with them and sell multiple homes, you know, with them over the years. I'm not the transactional agent. I am a relationship-based agent. And that's really important for me. I want to be their realtor forever. You know, I want to be the one that they refer to their family and their friends. You know, I don't want to just, it just to feel like a transaction. I want it to feel like I'm selling to an old friend. Yeah. So what do you do for your partners in the other states to help keep them motivated? Like, how do you, cause I remember you were talking about how you don't like to have any duds. I don't know what you said in your, like, <laughs> people that don't produce. Don't, no, but there's a lot, our industry is full of agents that don't produce. We all know, yeah. that, right? Like it's one thing to have a lots of agents, you know, that sell one house a year, but you seem, uh, I, I would say I loved your pride when mm-hmm. talking to us about how you love to help them. So could you talk about that a little bit? And, yeah. I have a a private Facebook group that I have for my agents and I'll do private trainings in there on all different topics. Um, Locally, I get together with my team once a month at least, and we will do something fun like a dinner, top golf, like we do something always. And then I'm always encouraging my agents to come to the company events like shareholders and EXP con, and we'll put together like private um, happy hours, private get togethers, dinners. I always try to connect with my agents um, and whatever it is I can help them with. And if enough of them in the group are like, hey, I want to learn about this topic, then we'll do a video on that and kind of help them from afar for, you know, it could be anything like doing a squeeze page on KV core, like figuring out how to do that. I'm like, oh, the video is in the group. You're brand new. Go watch it. Take you 30 seconds to do it. You know, like just little stuff like that, helping them in their business, supporting them on social media, like when they're posting stuff. Um, if they're looking for a buyer or seller out of state, I work with a lot of relocation, like just helping them because I know I have such a massive, you know, audience on 10,000 followers on my business page, you know, 13,000 on my personal Instagram. Like if I put their property out there, somebody's going to see it. So just supporting your people is super, super important. And then getting them involved with the organization that I'm attached to, as you are also, and helping them and fill in the holes where I can't like of trainings. Um, and, and other stuff that's working for me. Christina Swires, St. Louis, Missouri. We're coming in hot. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited for the live Q and a, I hope if you guys are listening to this and it's before How could you not the have 20th a question for her, How yeah. could you not? Like, come on. I have more questions. They got to have more questions. So come on Monday to listen to uh, her answer questions live. Live Q&A. Live yeah. Q&A. Awesome. Thank you, Christina. We appreciate the interview. I'm looking forward to chatting <laughs> with you in a couple of days. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right. You talk do. to you then. Thanks, Christina. Bye.